I want you to hit me as hard as you can. In a way, his sense of humor and his films can be considered a lost art. And Polly Shore was truly a pioneer of that particular genre. You know, those goofball comedies starring a flawed yet lovable loser who saves the day. In the 90s, that comedic formula made superstars out of Jim Carrey, Ben Stiller, Chris Farley, and Adam Sandler. But I think we can all agree that there is another name that belongs on that list. A name that is the ultimate in 90s comedy. So much so that he hasn't made a film since the 90s. It's time we find out just what the f**k happened to Polly Shore. Before we begin, I just want to say thanks for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Also click that bell to get those notifications. Now it's time to get back to the show. But to truly understand what the f**k happened to Polly Shore, we must begin at the beginning of the beginning began when he was born on his birthday, 1968, Los Angeles, California. Polly Shore's parents, Sammy and Mitzi Shore, were the legendary owners of the world-renowned Comedy Store on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles. The pair would divorce in 1974, with Mitzi becoming the sole owner. Every comedian that you've ever known and loved cut their teeth at the Comedy Store. And they all loved Mitzi Shore, Polly's mom, who could make or break your career with just the nod of her head. With that type of legacy behind him, Shore really had no other path in life. He would begin his own stand-up career at just 17 years old. And with his mother's connections, he was mentored by none other than the late, great Sam Kennison. Comedians are used to creating slightly heightened versions of themselves as their stage persona. But Polly Shore took it to a whole new level by creating his weasel character, who spoke like a burned-out surfer dude. And this allowed his comedic timing to be, like, genius. The pauses he took in his sentences, they're hilarious. I don't even want to try to do it, because I, I, I won't do it justice. Just is. Yeah, see? And then we'll pass it NYC Russia under the Globich, California, and back to Dallas so we get to keep the roaches. After bit parts in shows like 21 Jump Street, St. Elsewhere, and Married with Children, Polly Shore would rise to superstardom amongst 90s youth when he was hired as an MTV VJ. Shore would quickly become one of MTV's biggest personalities, if not the biggest, with his unique vocabulary that parents didn't quite understand. And those young people, they loved it. And this was at the time when MTV, you know, music television, actually played music on television. And it was like the biggest thing in the world. And honestly, I believe it is all thanks to Polly Shore. And, and the music. Polly really captured the pop cultural zeitgeist of that time. And it felt like he was truly unstoppable. And, you know, for a time, he was. This dude was at the top of the world. And you can tell he loved every second of it. His enthusiasm and just his funness, it was so contagious. Mr. Shore would host his own show called Totally Polly, and would also serve as the host for the channel's annual spring break. And he would even release his own music video called Lisa Lisa the One I Adore. Polly Shore could do it all. And he was doing it all. Munchies. The early 1990s belonged to Shore. 
If you were 10 to 25 years old, Polly Shore was your comedic hero, and he was able to parlay that fandom into a film career that began in 1992 with the hit caveman comedy, Encino Man, opposite a very fresh-faced Brendan Fraser. It is a truly wonderful film, but critics hated it, but you know, the film wasn't for them. Encino Man would earn $40 million at the box office off of just a $7 million budget. And if you're like me, this movie has stuck with you ever since, as most of us cannot walk past an icy machine without thinking of that iconic line, wheezing the juice. Link and I are cruising the mountain, bro, and we figure we'll wheeze a little juice. No, wheezing the juice. Wheeze the juice. No, 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 wheezing the juice. And this could be really good news or really bad news. As of recently, May 2022, Polly Shore has said that there have been discussions with Disney Plus to unfreeze this franchise for an Encino Man 2. Sure, go ahead, but don't f it up. After a small role in 1992's kid and play classic, Class Act, Polly Shore would return to theaters with the hilarious flick Son-in-Law in 1993. If Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is number one on the list of Thanksgiving-related movies, Son-in-Law is truly number two. Critics again didn't quite get it, saying that Polly Shore's character lacked likability, but it turned into another solid hit for Mr. Shore, with nearly 40 million off an $8 million budget. Polly Shore was riding high with his weasel character, successfully transitioning to the big screen with a loyal fan base eager to see what is next. At the time, Polly Shore was under contract with Disney, and against the direction of his managers and agents, he signed on to star in the comedy In the Army Now in 1994, a film that would see him chop off his trademark curly locks. Critics would call the film a shameless ripoff of Bill Murray's stripes, and audiences would start to slip with this one not being able to crack 30 million at the box office. But true Polly Shore fans still love this film, even though he doesn't have his curly locks. Ah! On TV, he would have a successful voice gig on the hit show Bobby's World, and he would appear as himself on an episode of the legendary HBO hit The Larry Sanders Show. Theatrically, he would have a slight bounce back in 1995 when he would enjoy a leaning tower of cheesa in one of my personal favorite Disney animated films, a goofy movie. He would play the hilarious friend who stole every scene he was in. A goofy movie wouldn't be the biggest hit in its day, but it gained in popularity as the years have gone by. And oddly enough, Polly Shore would go uncredited for his voice work in this film, but you could all tell it was Polly. However, he would receive some credit when he returned to the film's direct-to-video sequel, an extremely goofy movie in the year 2000. Gorge. Mmm, slurpage. As can tend to happen when you have a few money makers under your belt, your next movie gets a bigger budget. But that can be a double-edged sword, as TriStar Pictures would shell out 21 million to make jury duty, which has a rare 0% on those tomatoes at a rotten.com. Roger Ebert, the guy with the thumbs, said in his review of the film that Polly Shore was the cinematic equivalent to long fingernails drawn very slowly on a gigantic blackboard. Yikes. 
The great-thumbed one went on to say that Polyshore's appeal must be limited to people whose self-esteem is so damaged that they find humor or at least relief in encountering a character less successful than themselves. Yikes! Well, I thought it was pretty funny, so sue me. Get it, jury duty? Sue me? I don't care what you think, that's hilarious. Case closed. Well, anyway, Polly Shore would win the coveted Worst Actor Trophy at the Razzie Awards. And the film would fail to make back its budget, with just 17 million at the box office. You're out of order! No, no, no! You're out of order! This whole court is out of order! And then came Biodome in 1996. And surprisingly enough, this film would go on to essentially kill Polly Shore's theatrical career. Although today, Biodome is looked at as a masterpiece, a classic, I mean a cult classic, with many people discovering it years later and falling in love with these wacky wacky characters in this wacky wacky dome. When it was released in January 1996, it landed with a resounding thud, only pulling in 13.4 million. Critics universally hated it, with it being one of only 11 movies to score a 1 out of 100 Metacritic score. And Shore would go on to win his second Razzie for Worst Actor. So yeah, Biodome, even though everyone loves it now, it was a huge failure at the time. And because of that, it all seemed to fade away. Polly Shore's star began to fall. But he would still guest star on episodes of Beverly Hills 90210, followed by his network sitcom on Fox called Polly that only ran for seven episodes. He would continue performing stand-up, though, while popping up in various projects like Pamela Anderson's show VIP. He was in the dark reimagined reboot of the show Fantasy Island. He appeared on an episode of King of the Hill, Futurama, Nash Bridges, and we cannot forget two rockin' music videos for Limp Biscuit, In Together Now and Break Stuff. Those were my jams, yo. But the diminishing returns of his theatrical movies meant that Polly Shore was destined for the direct-to-video bin at your local supermarket. With voice roles in two Casper movies, Casper, A Spirited Beginning, and Casper Meets Wendy, The Sniveller has sniveled his finest snivel! <laughs> he was also in The Curse of Inferno in 1997, The Princess and the Barrio Boy in 2000, and the truly awful parody, The Bogus Witch Project. Uh, does anyone have any tissue? In later years, Shore would reflect on his time. He says that he had a rough time accepting that his star had faded, that people had grew tired of his shtick. But, you know, that happens with every hilarious thing. It can't be hilarious forever. Polly Shore has said that for 10 years of his life, he absolutely loved getting up and going to film movies. But it was tough for him when fame went away. Suddenly, his name wasn't on the top of the poster. Suddenly, he was kind of just a cameo. He would appear in the Dr. Dre Snoop Dogg comedy The Wash before stepping behind the camera to write, produce, and direct his very first feature film, the mockumentary Polly Shore is Dead, that featured many of his friends in cameo roles as themselves. The film received decent, if not overwhelmingly, positive reviews, but of course it was a box office bomb, pulling in 11 thousand dollars. That's right, eleven thousand dollars. Oh, 
Two years later, his career would get a slight bump when he appeared, as himself, on episodes of Entourage, but the bulk of his on-screen output over the years have been guest-starring roles on shows such as Hawaii Five-0, Comedy Bang Bang, and Workaholics. Also popping up in small roles in films such as Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star, Sandy Wexler, and How It Ends in the year 2021. Even headlining some films every so often, such as Opposite Day, Adopted, and Guest House in 2020. Sorry, I mean 2020! Then came something called Pinocchio. A true story. What? <laughs> okay. So let's say you were casting Pinocchio movie, and you needed someone to voice a wooden puppet boy. Who do you get? Well, of course you get Polly Shore, right? I don't know. This is either the best idea ever or the worst idea. So I'm sure half of the people who are watching this movie are just watching it because they want to hear Polly Shore's voice come out of a Pinocchio. Like, what? I don't know, but the director stands by his decision and says that Polly Shore is Pinocchio. And yeah, I guess I guess that's true. You can you can say that about the real Polly Shore. He just wanted to be a real boy, and he was real. So real that he took over the world. But maybe he was too real. He couldn't stand being a puppet anymore. He cut his strings and did his own thing. But you got to respect. Father, when can I leave to be on my own? I've got the whole world to see. Polly Shore says that his life was always tied to the family business, the world-renowned comedy store, and that in later years of his mother's life, he was her sole caregiver until her passing in 2018. In 2020, he left the city he called home his entire life, Los Angeles, and moved to Las Vegas, where he crafted a new one-man show called Stick With Dancing funny stories from my childhood. And this title is truly hilarious because Stick With Dancing is exactly what his mother told him when he was auditioning for the Comedy Store. So yeah, Stick With Dancing, funny stories from my childhood. That garnered very strong reviews for its mix of earnest storytelling and traditional stand-up humor. Funny, funny stuff. It'll make you laugh out loud. How'd I do, Ma? Stick with the dancing. Polly Shore may not have ever hit the heights of the other 90s comedy icons, but he had his moment, and he did everything he could in that moment. And if you were of a certain age in the early 90s, or had a certain sense of humor, Mr. Shore could do no wrong. And he spoke in a way that many of us had never heard before. His films were never critical darlings, but for a brief moment in time, they were solid moneymakers, with many only gaining in popularity as the years went on. Polly Shore was so funny he was ahead of his time. The lull in his career took a toll on him, but he never gave up. He continued working steadily for the past 30 years. And you know what? His stand-up shows are still selling out nationwide. And because of his family and his life experiences, many look to Polly Shore for words of wisdom. I know it seems strange, but this dude has some interesting insight on things like showbiz, comedy, and, you know, life. He's always a fascinating podcast guest. Everyone wants some wise words from the weasel. And you know what? Polly Shore doesn't really need Encino Man 2 or Biodome 2. Like I said, the dude still sells out shows, excelling in stand-up, his true calling, going back to where it all began. Stand-up comedy is in Polly Shore's blood, and he has a loyal fan base that will continue to show up for him for years to come. And that is what the f*** happened to Polly Shore. I'll be back. 